If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, beginning with verse 23. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians 11, 23. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also, he took the cup. And when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if you would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, tarry, wait on one another. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home, that you may come, not come together unto condemnation. And the rest will I set in order when I come. Father, thank you in the name of Jesus for the promises that you have left us, that you will come again. Lord, I, I don't have a question about that. I thank you, I thank you, and I praise you for the faith that I have in you to know that you love me, to know that you are going to come again. And Lord, as we observe this great supper today, you said to do this in remembrance of you. Lord, we want to remember you in every part. God, I pray that you'd reflect on our hearts and our minds today that your Holy Spirit might make his presence known to us. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. word remember simply means to bring back to mind. Someone said, there's a lot of things I wish I could forget. Well, you know, if, if we have the, had the capabilities to forget, and some of us are forgetful, but I'm talking about incidences and situations that, that we wish we could no longer remember, it might do us well. But what if in that not remembering some things that we forgot something that was very, very, very important? I've told you this before. I know what fire will do. I have literally been burned. When I was just a child, two to three years old, it was in the days of wash pots boiling hot water, and my mother and my aunt said that I had gotten a stool, climbed up, 
to get a hold of that pail of scalded water, not knowing what it was, and pulled it over on me. I was severely burned on my face. Well, I know what fire do. Sometime later, as a boy, my daddy was in the masonry business, and he built fireplaces and what have you, and I thought I'd build my own. So I just stacked me up some brick, put me some shingles across it, and built me a fire under it. Oh, everything was looking good until I reached down to move the shingle. It stuck. It burned. I couldn't sling it off. I couldn't wipe it off. Okay, I know fire will hurt me. We heat our house with wood which is on the good side. But if I stick my hand in there, I know I'm going to be burned. I don't want to forget things like that. The Lord said he wants us to remember him. You'll notice the title, just remembering Jesus. Who in my right mind could ever forget Jesus? Although with some of our actions time to time, you'd think, well, do they even know Jesus? Have they ever even heard of Jesus Christ? You see, it's important that we remember Jesus as we come this morning to partake of the Lord's Supper. It needs to be a special time in the life of every born-again child of God. Now listen to me carefully, okay? Listen. If you're not saved, ask yourself this question. You don't have to ask it out loud. Ask yourself this question in your own heart and mind. Why am I not saved? Do I not know how? If I know how, why am I not saved? Now, as a saved person, you have the right and the privilege this morning to partake of the Lord's Supper. But if you're lost, that's where that word unworthily comes in. You're not worthy to partake of the Lord's Supper. So, listen again. If you're lost, never invited Jesus into your heart. Right now, if the Spirit of God is speaking to your heart, in your own heart and mind, right now, you can say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart and save my soul. And you can partake of the Lord's Supper. But then, you need to make it public this morning if you do that. At the end of the service, you need to come and say, hey, I prayed that prayer you said pray. I invited Jesus to my heart because I didn't want to miss out on what God has for me. Now, if there's any way possible, I don't want you to walk out this morning. If there's any way possible, I don't want you walking out. You remember, the Bible says on the night in which he was betrayed. As we think about remembering Jesus, first of all, I want you to let's look backward. I want you to let's look backward. As the Bible says, on the night in which he was betrayed. You see, Jesus knew what was coming. Those old boys seated around that table had no idea, even though Jesus had told them, no telling how many times, I'm going to have to go into Jerusalem. I'm going to be on a trial, a mockery of a trial, and they're going to mistreat me. They're going to beat me half to death, and then they're going to put me on a cross, and I'm going to die. But don't worry, I'll be back. They heard that. No telling how many times the Lord prepared them over and over. How many times have you heard the word of God as a lost person and still won't get saved? Over and over, Jesus kept telling his disciple boys, here's what's going to happen. On the very night in which he was betrayed, which he was turned against, he sat in that upper room 
with just his 12 and began to share with them the things that was ahead. As we think back, he said, do this in remembrance of me. And we think back on his death on the cross for you and for me. You see, he didn't have to go. I mean, I've I've heard all, he could have called 10,000 angels and rescued him from that angry howling mob on that day. He could have, but he didn't. Even though he begged his father, when we look back again, he begged his father, please don't let me have to do this. But he said, if that's what you want, that's what I'll do. Obedience to the Father is an important step, y'all. Obedience to the Father, our heavenly Father. But also want to say obedience to our earthly fathers, our earthly daddies. Yes, I disobeyed my daddy several times. And I got chastened. I don't mean chasing around the house either. I got whipped. Rightfully so. Now the Bible says the Lord chastens every son whom he loves. You see, God don't forget. If I'm out of line, hey, he may not do anything right now. He may not do it tomorrow, but you mark it down. Punishment will come. Sin must be answered for. That's why Jesus went to the cross. When we look back on the night in which he was betrayed, he was headed to the cross for you and for me. And listen to me. I'll say it in my own heart and mind right now. If you're saved, you need to say, thank you, Jesus, for my salvation. Whether you've been saved 70, 80, 90 years or just gotten saved recently, you need to thank the Lord for your salvation. Listen, it's a gift that nobody can take away. Thank God the devil, if he had an eraser that would work, he would erase the blood of Jesus off of your soul and mine. But thank God he can't do it. Hey, I'm under the blood. I'm sealed until the day of my redemption when he calls me home and out of here. When I think of looking back, I think of that inner circle that he had. Who's in your inner circle? Well, you know, Lynn and I, we're we're surrounded with our family. And then we're surrounded with our church family. Well, how about that? circle beyond that circle. You know, I love to, I don't get this wrong, I love to throw rocks. No, not because I used to play Ernest T, but I love to throw rocks across the water and just, but also just love to throw one up and watch it kaboom and then watch the ripples and just follow to the last ripple. You realize this morning in your inner circle of friends, you could be the last ripple that somebody could hear the Word of God. The last ripple. Are you the last ripple? On the other hand, you could be the last ripple in your family who's not been saved. Everybody's been saved, and they're waiting on you. I wonder sometimes how many prayers you reckon was prayed for this old boy to be saved. I wonder how many prayers my grandmother, the only one that I knew, how many prayers she prayed. Lord, watch over my grandsons. Call one of them to preach. I wonder how many prayers. She didn't tell me that. She'd already left this world when my daddy said, which was his mama, my mama prayed that one of her grandboys would be called to preach because she had a 
a, a brother that was a preacher. That inner circle, that ripple. You may be the last one to be saved. You may be the last one that anybody would hear when you think back. Think back on that inner circle. Not only should we think back, because he said, I want you to remember. And on the very night in which he was betrayed, not only should we be looking back, but secondly, we need to really, really look inward. Verse 27 says, Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. So why is anybody unworthy? Hey, two reasons. First reason, if you're lost, hey, it's, it's, it's not right for you to partake of the Lord's Supper because you are on the devil's side. And even though at that table of that inner circle set the devil's representative, Judas, the Lord knew. Then why did he call him to be one of those? No, how? Give him a chance. Maybe he'll do right. Why are you here this morning? Other than, hey, it's, it's a day of worship. It's just the right thing to do. It's the right place to be. Someone invited me here. We always participate. And so we traveling, and so we stop by. All sorts of reasons why we're here this morning. But the main reason is to worship a true and living Savior by the name of Jesus. And the word up is God not dead. Hey, and neither is his son. His son died, the only son that he had, but he died for you and for me. That inner thinking on this inward part, what makes us unworthy? Being lost, first of all. But second of all, if there's sin in our life that we have not confessed. You remember at the table, here we go, thinking back again at the table. He said, one of you is going to betray me. One of you is a lost sinner, and you're going to betray me. You see, every time, listen, every time you hear the Word of God, whether it be singing, preaching, through a testimony, or a one-on-one -on -one witness to you, every time you say no, you're turning down the Lord Jesus Christ. You're not turning me down. You're not turning uh, somebody singing to you down. You're not turning somebody doing a one-on-one -on -one or, or, or a sermon to you. You're not turning us down. You are turning the Lord down. Now listen, I've asked you not to walk out, but I'm also asking you to pay attention. If there's anything more important than explaining the Word of God, then I'll excuse you. You may go out and get your conversation taken care of. I don't plan how long I'm going to do something, how long I'm going to preach. I don't rehearse to see how long I'm going to do it. But I want to do it, and I want to get it done as swiftly as God will allow me to and give God plenty of time to work. But if I have to stop to correct somebody, as Jesus said, one of you is a devil, and you're sitting at the table. I wonder what he would have said if he hadn't had to say that. I wonder. What would he have said if he didn't have to stop and say, one of you, one of you is a rascal. One of you are low down. Well, he knew, but the others didn't. Because you remember, in thinking back, 
when he said one of you, they all went right quick. Is it me, Lord? Is it me? You see, I know and you know if we're lost or if we're saved. You know and I know if we have unconfessed sins in our life. That's why we need to look inward. Inward. You see, I see you outside. You see me outside. I can't see your heart. I can't know what you're thinking. You, you can't see my heart. You can't know what I'm thinking. But I'm satisfied there's broken hearts here this morning for different, different reasons. Broken hearts. Sadness. Betrayal. Family member betrayed you. Hey, you, will you ever get over it? No, you will never get over it. But you need to ask for forgiveness and ask for help and go to trusting again. You see, probably nothing would have thrilled the Lord anymore if he, when he said, one of you is a devil, if old Judas stood up and said, Lord, it's me, and I'm asking you to forgive me. Right there. Wouldn't that have been one more prayer meeting if old Judas had fell down on his knees? I believe every one of those old boys would have rushed around him and been praying for him. Which brings up a thought. I've shared this with you before. I want to share it with you again because I think it's necessary. I think it's important. When a female comes to this altar, please, ladies, somebody come be with her. If it's a male coming to the altar, guys, please, somebody come be with them. Don't stand and look around hoping somebody, you go. You see, the first glimpse, who gave you that glimpse? You might see a movement out of sight. You look. If they come down here and get out of the altar, don't look around and see if they dig off. If there's two or three around them, that's fine. Bible says where two or three are gathered, God said he'd be right there in the middle of it. Not only we look back and we, we look inward, but I want us to look outward. Just for a moment, I want us to look outward. Who do we know? that can't partake of the Lord's Supper this morning because, not only because maybe they're lost or even if they're saved, they have sin, you know it, and they haven't confessed it. Look at verse 28 right quick. Here's where we get it fixed. But let a man, woman, boy, or girl, examine himself, herself. And so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. You see, the Lord wants us to be right, okay? You, don't, you can't be half right. He, Jesus said, you either for me or against me. So we must be right, okay? We must confess our sin. We're not perfect. Hey, you're looking at an imperfect man who sins daily, who asks God, please have mercy upon me and forgive me of my sins. I want to do it right. And the harder I try, the worse shape I get in sometimes because the devil is real. Just as real as Judas was sitting there with those old boys. The devil is real. Look outward. I wonder how. I wonder how the 11 felt when Judas got up and walked out of the room. Wonder how many thought, should I go get him? Should I go talk to him? We've had some disruptions in here before. People have walked out upset. And some of you followed them because you cared. It can and it will probably happen again. 
How many of us really cares? We look outward. Do we really care? But that verse says, examine ourselves. Most of us, if not all of us in this room, have been to the doctor from one time or the other for some reason or the other. And the nurse takes you in an examination room. Well, we know what that is. It's not to take a test. It's so they can come in and check you out or check me out. And my goodness, it's the things they check. Examine. I'm going to examine you. You say, do you have high blood pressure? Nope. Puts a cuff on there. You don't. Why is that thing over 300 on the top? I mean, what's going on here? Well, I didn't have high blood pressure till I come in here. Can you imagine Judas on the night when the Lord was betrayed? He knew before he went in there what he had done. He done collected the money. He done got paid off. I want to tell you something. I never have been. I never will be for sale. And you can't buy me. Somebody asked me this weekend, said, you still at First Baptist? I said, I was Wednesday night. If they hadn't fired you yet, I said, you can't fire a volunteer. I love y'all. And as I look back, I thank you for getting Lynn, giving Lynn and I a place to serve. As I look inward, I thank you for accepting us like we are. As I look outward, y'all are precious to us. Judas was precious to the Lord. He was precious. He, he loved him. But Judas didn't love Jesus. Can you imagine following a man all the time plotting, all the time looking back to see who might be following you? Can you imagine when he met with those old boys that paid him off? You, you go ahead and do that now. We'll be on the lookout. Well, I'll let you know where we're going to meet and of the hour we're going to meet, and, and I'll meet you there. He dismissed himself from the group. You know, we've had a lot of people leave. I said, a lot of people leave. Well, maybe they needed to leave. You know, it's garden time. We're going to plant those nice, precious seed, and in my heart and mind, I can just taste them vegetables before they get there. But all of a sudden, after a few weeks of growing, what in the world is that? That's a weed. That is sin that's crept into the garden to hinder my vegetables, to keep me from just going out and gathering the good, delicious fruit. We got a sucker sitting there, sapping out what my plant needs to produce the good kind of fruit that our vegetable that I want to eat. Is that what you are this morning? Are you a sucker? You know, so many people come and they only want what the church can give. What can this church do for me? Listen, I didn't come here to see what you could do for me. I come here to see what we as God's servants could do for you. You need to be the same way. You know, what can we do to make this outfit better? Listen, y'all, I, I want us to grow. I, I mean, you know, hey. It's garden time, I, and, I, and things are flourishing. Flowers are blooming. Trees are putting out. Yeah, I know out there today is kite flying weather. And these screen wire britches I had on told me. I mean, hey, it's chilly. 
but summer's coming. I bet you one thing, you won't hear me say one whiny word when it gets hot. Well, remembering Jesus, we look back and we look inward and we look outward. But I want to tell y'all something, we need to look upward. The words in the Scripture there, I underlined in verse 24, in remembrance of me. Right down there in 25, he repeats it, in remembrance of me. And you go on, and you go on, and you find the words, till he comes, till I come. I'm glad he said, till I come, not if I come. Can you imagine the hope that would not have been in those old boys' heart if he'd have said, one of you at the table is going to betray me? And by the way, I want you guys to do this as long as you live, and after that, I don't know what to tell you. No, he said, I want you to do it in remembrance of me. And every time you do it, you think of me hanging on the cross for you, shedding my blood for you. Listen, that blood was not spilt. That blood was shed, every drop of it. Somebody said, how much blood did it take to save me? I don't know, but one drop would have done the job. But he shed every bit of it. He bled, literally bled to death for you and for me. So... Think about it, till he comes. Not when he comes, not if he comes, but till he comes. He is coming. Well, who's going to know it? Only the Father already. Father knows when he's going to send his son already. Jesus don't even know when he's coming. That's why it's important, y'all, to be ready. For in such an hour, the Bible says, for in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man, that is Jesus, will come. Don't let him catch you without. Don't let him catch you lost. You know what? To me, what makes a lost sinner think they have the next minute? Do you realize that you put your hand on your, over your heart and, and feel that thing beating, that you and I are one heartbeat away from stepping off of this earth and stepping into eternity, whether it be heaven or hell? Just one heartbeat. I mean, it's amazing how quick something can happen. And by the, by the way, unless you have heard, Brad Wood, his daddy should be home by now. He had stents put in, doing fine. And I know they appreciate your prayers. But till he comes. You know, there, there is a verse of Scripture that I just want to share. Well, you don't have to turn, but if you write it, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18, listen to what it says. For the preaching of the cross. Isn't that beautiful? That's where our Savior died. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish. In other words, the lost crowd is foolishness. Oh, man. Who in the world ever heard a man dying over 2,000 years ago that his blood is still good today? Well, it is. <clears throat> My God has a blood bank that's never going to run dry. That verse says to, the, to those who uh, are foolish, they perish. But, to those of us who have been saved, it said it is the power of God. I'm talking, I talk, I'm talking more power than you can ever imagine. Than any double alt, magnum, 
atomic bomb could produce. I'm talking magnified power that'll come from God. When my Jesus died on that cross, the Bible says the temple, the veil of the temple was rent from top to bottom, that it thundered, it lightning, earthquake, the whole earth shook. That's his power. I don't know how it's going to be when he comes back other than what the word says that he's going to stop in the clouds when he comes till he comes do this when he comes he's going to stop in the clouds and the dead in Christ are going to rise first can you imagine that scene and then we who are alive and remain to the coming of the Lord shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord no more separation Oh, we, I mean, I'm, I'm just thankful that I can look back and, and see Jesus hanging on the cross. I'm thankful that I can look inward and know that I once was lost, but now I'm saved by the blood of Jesus. And I look outward, the job's never done. You know, when I left Earl's Grove, I didn't make this statement. When I leave here, I won't make this statement. Well, I feel like my work's done. Our work is never done. There's always another lost person that needs to hear about Jesus. Never will I say, well, my work's done. I feel like my work's done. No, probably what we should say is I'm sick and tired of studying and getting up new sermons and I'm quitting. Well, I'm not that way and I'm not going to be that way. I'm going to preach as long as God will allow me to. may not be here, but it will be somewhere until my boys take the keys away. Maybe I can get on the radio then. <laughs> Say, how's your daddy doing? He's doing well. I said, just tell him he's in the fallen stage of his life. As we come to this part, I want us to engage our hearts and our minds and in the Lord's Supper. I want us to participate. As I said, the only two reasons that a person can't participate is one being lost, the other with unconfessed sins, and, and you've had the opportunity over the last few minutes to ask God to forgive you your sins, come into your heart and save your soul. If you're saved and you're a sinner, you, you, you've sinned, all of us sinners, but if you've sinned, you've had the opportunity to say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. I've examined myself, and I'm clean, I'm clear, and I want to obey you this morning as we come to that part. I, I'm serious. I want us just to do what God is asking us to do, because unless we do, we're going to go out of here today. You're going to go out of here in a little bit. You're going to go out of here satisfied with Jesus. Or you're going to be sorry that you didn't remember him this morning. I beg you in the name of Jesus, obey the Lord today. Remember what the scripture said on the night in which he was betrayed. They met in that upper room. A secret meeting. And they all begin to wonder what's coming next. 